0: you are now listening to the gender agenda podcast brought to you by the pioneers group this is a conversation straight from the grassroots in local inner city london to the boardrooms of some of the leading corporations in the world today join us as we speak with those who are starting on their journey those who are making ways in their industries causing change and having a voice in boardrooms, in corporations across the country. That's what this platform represents in terms of pioneers. Someone has to take, be the first across yeah. the line. And what usually happens when you see a either a representative, call them role models, call them mentors, call them someone who just did something and you thought, I've always had that feeling. But it's about that boldness and that courage to step mm-hmm. out first. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what this platform represents. And you know, when I choose and select my guests in particular for this um, first season, I was mindful of the fact that within ourselves and our local communities, even in inner-city London, we don't often know, we're not often aware and conscious that we're pioneering mm. a work. Yeah. And now that, you know, you we're, we're having this conversation um, and if you are listening to this conversation, I want you to be mindful of the subtle things and the small things that appear small that you are doing, but actually yeah. you are pioneering. Um, mm. And, you know, by definition, you're trailblazing something that might not have seen or done before. Yeah. And there are obstacles that come with that. And I think often times people are scared because of the call them yeah. consequences call them challenges mm-hmm. but actually it's about also hearing how someone can navigate that I'm going to segue slightly um our conversation because I'm conscious of time um to really explore this theme of I suppose gender in the workplace or gender in communities um which I think well I, I trust is something that you're both um very passionate about and we'll possibly have quite strong views on. Um, But before we Mm. do that, I was recently watching an episode of Scandal. I I threw it back to season three for whatever (laughs) reason. And if you're a Scandal fan, you might remember this particular scene when um, Olivia's name had just been released to the press. It's all over the news and the media that she is, in fact, the mistress. And her dad is trying to take her away from everything and protect her. Um, And he asks her a question about something that he's always told her. um, And her response for for, for for the question was um, essentially what have I always told you growing up and the answer was you I have to work twice as hard to get half as much oh. um, and that was really that really sort of struck a chord with me because of course you know you hear often about many stories of what women have had to do to get to certain positions in their career not just women especially Mm -hmm. I think the odds are further if you're black and female like I think there's like a ranking and it's you know if you're a woman the odds are slightly against you but then if you're a black woman that goes a bit further I just want to sort of hear I suppose from your perspective either your personal experiences or by observation um, Mm and what your views are on what women have to do to get up whether it's the corporate ladder or making impact or just surviving in life and in their local communities what's your experiences have been with that
1: i think um for myself i'll probably speak from a more global perspective and um, it's really interesting being in the sector and working directly with some of these women. And you'll find that for a lot of women, there are lots of unnecessary barriers. And when I say unnecessary, I mean things that are literally avoidable. So, for example, so many women we were doing the research for um, our Power Queens initiative. We found that so many women actually died from um, preventable deaths when they're given birth just because of a lack of education. Or you find that so many young girls, just because of the start of their period, they have to drop out of school. So just because of a natural occurrence, they don't get to actually have an education. Um, And even if you look across the world, even now in 2021, as we are, the countries that prevent women from working certain jobs there are countries that prevent women from working during a certain time, so maybe um, the law will state that you can't work past 2pm um, in the afternoon. There are countries that actually prevent women from working. There are still countries that women woman can't have a bank account in her name, so she has to get a bank account in her husband's name. So of course there's no financial freedom there. There are countries um, that, let's say you want to go into agriculture and farming, it will be hard for you to get any tools because all of those things are actually reserved for the men. So women face so many barriers in everyday life when it just comes to education when it comes to trying to start a business when it comes to you know even just in employment and of course you know speaking from a western perspective there are many barriers and we have like a glass ceiling as we call it but I think when you look at a global perspective, it's almost like a concrete ceiling. It's like at every stage in a woman's life, for a lot of marginalised women and for a lot of women from a low-income background, it seems like they just can't seem to get a break, you know? Some of the issues mm-hmm. that us Western women wouldn't even think about are a huge issue for a lot of women around the world. Therapy and women still die from things like diarrhoea. Um, just because of a lack of infrastructure and um, access to education or healthcare and things like that, yeah. so it's 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 a completely heartbreaking scenario when you really look at things from a global global perspective because it just seems that women are always the last to be developed. If I'm completely honest yeah. with you. Um yeah. and it, it's it's something that I, I'm i really trying to grapple with and really understand fully how we can impact um properly proper, properly and change that.
2: Yeah. And I think Kate, yeah.
1: I'll let you come in here.
2: Yeah, um I agree with everything that Simeon said. And you know, again, working in a male-dominated company, you know what? I'm gonna change that a little bit and say, I'm so glad that I've got leadership because Mm -hmm. if I didn't have leadership I would be I'd be so scared to do most of the things that I'm doing currently I wouldn't have the confidence to literally just go into a a workplace and literally change everything so I think for me Mm -hmm. I would say leadership has given me so much confidence that I never thought I could have in order mm-hmm. to be like even going I was thinking oh god going to a male dominated company would just be hard I'll just literally be sitting doing my job nine to five yeah and go home but then I've been able to just come into a company mm-hmm. literally the whole floor thinking who is this girl like where is she <laughs> coming from why is her mindset so different from everyone else because we do have this conversation sometimes with the directors of the vp it's like it's just become so like I don't know or one level if that makes sense like yeah, yeah. this Kate thing like she's so like different we didn't expect to employ someone like her so yeah. I think leadership has really really helped me with that but I yeah. do still think um there's a lot of trouble there's a lot of you know there's a lot of challenges with women being you know i wouldn't say equal but you know being in certain positions as men and and for me that's the conversation that i've been having at work and that's the conversation i'm trying to push and you know they've seen that you know we do want to actually employ more women yeah you know and for yeah. me for the fact that you've got the you've got the vp's ear saying that to you specifically you just know that okay this is something that i can literally take on and push head. And, yeah. jump and spin it around
1: literally so yeah, that's yeah. and I and know I've... that oh sorry Come sorry about that I love that that's you right? mentioned about um confidence because it's that's a really interesting thing I think when a woman has full confidence and is fully aware of the power that she has she's literally unstoppable so even for myself there's been a lot of discourse and what we try to do with the power queens initiative is actually to speak to young women across different countries and really increase their confidence because you'll find one of the major things right imagine living in a world where almost all the laws and all the policies in your environment it almost seems like it's against you you know you have yeah. laws that ban you from working even things like child marriage a lot of these things are yeah. sanctioned by law even in nigeria i think the legal age to marry a young woman is you can she can get married at the age of 14 and nigeria is supposed to be like the pinnacle yes. of development in africa yes because you see these um legislatures and where laws are being made and things are being governed there's a lack of women representation as yes. well um and then you have you know um law sanctioned FGM law sanctioned rape in many countries so it just almost seems like it's like for a lot of women around the world it's hard to have that kind of confidence when you feel like the very institutions and laws and societies that are meant to protect you are actually almost putting you at a disadvantage and You know, I think in that case, policy and advocacy work is really important, and that's what we really want to get into with the Power Queens initiative because we need to go directly to the nerve center of decision making and say no. It's not okay that a woman can't work a certain job. It's not okay that you know, um, it's uh, by law. A fourteen-year-old can get married because, you know, where is she supposed to go to for help? If her community can't help her, yeah. she can't even go to the very institutions that are meant to provide legal help and safety and all these kind of stuff. So there's yeah. so many issues. There's a plethora of issues, and yeah. it, it's not even from a like you know it's, um, legal perspective in terms of the legislature. It also comes down to you know, everyday society, even institutions like the police force, you hear so many so many um, instances where, you know, a woman's been badly beaten by a husband and she mm-hmm. calls the police and the policemen literally laugh at her on the phone or they don't even respond to her or they tell her maybe you should be a better wife and things yeah, like that. Yeah, because they think it's so,
0: normal. Yes,
1: yeah, so, scary. you know, in a lot of these places, these inequalities yeah. uh, and, and, and are deep-rooted. Yeah, they are nice. very serious and it's not just in the workplace it spans across your whole life so I feel like some women are constantly beaten down that when it gets to, um, you know, how can I become something? How can I make an impact? Yeah. They really dream big because they are so reduced yeah. all the time by society, and that's one of the things mm-hmm. I really want to change. And looking into how we can help those marginalized women to really increase their confidence in a yeah. world that's seemingly against them and trying to diminish their confidence.
2: And and just to add to what you've just said, Simi, and I think that always starts with the mind. And I think it's important that we have communities like the ones that we're building and changing mm-hmm. the mindset of this young women and males as well, because in a country like Nigeria, I'm so sorry, it is it is very hard to, to have hope that things can change. So having mm-hmm. a community like a change ambassadors and constantly inputting, constantly speaking to them, constantly yeah. changing their mindset and showing them that you can be great, you can do mm-hmm. different and giving them opportunities is helping them. And so when we decide to actually you know, how do I say, when we do have a strong, uh, a strong community, then being able to fight the the system that, that, you know, they've been used to will be much easier, if that makes sense. you yeah. have got a, a mind that has been transformed from what they used to, because I, I had a young girl, I know, Faith, I'm, taking, I'm talking a lot, but mm-hmm. I had a young girl, she was 19 years old, uh, young girl, intelligent, um, I've sent her into, to, work to, um, to work at one of the biggest banks in Nigeria. And, you know, she was constantly saying, oh, I'm tired. It's like all my surroundings are constantly bitting me down. My parents are just like, literally, they don't want me to be able to express myself. It's very hard. And, you know, there's nothing I can do. I'm in the UK and she's in Nigeria. And, you know, mm-hmm. she was like, oh, I don't think I'm going back to university. So having someone like myself or someone like yourself see me as i've helped her in you know going back to work number one giving her access to one of the biggest banks in nigeria and also sending her back to university and you know over the last um few months i've seen a lot of change ambassadors grow i've had first class students graduate and these mm-hmm. you know providing them with equipments that they needed and they never thought someone could ever do that for them so uh, my point to, say, to saying all of this stuff is giving people confidence really goes a long way. It really yeah. just changes their mindset and then yeah. they believe in themselves more and then they're able to do things that they never thought that they could do. You know, yeah. a, a student borrowing another person's laptop to do work. How far is that going to take them? Mm. How would he have graduated with a first class? Because his friend will only give it to him when he's, when it was free. So he didn't have enough time to study. So over the last year, mm-hmm. you know, one of my biggest things was, we're going to get you a laptop because I need you to get a first class. That's what I need you to do. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it's a mindset. And speaking to them with so much confidence helps them as well because they they realize that they're so different from the community that, you know, I mm-hmm. live in Nigeria and, you know, my mentor says this all the time. You can be in Nigeria, but you don't have to have the mentality of someone oh. in Nigeria. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah.
0: And I think, Mm -hmm. and I think um, it's important because as you're saying, like they constantly, you know, words are so powerful that they don't have to be spoken. Your environment is constantly speaking to you. When you step out the door, there's a message that's being sent to you. So it sounds like with these platforms and these communities, it's a counter message that you're sending to these young women to say, actually, and and I think that's how it begins. It's that kind of um, drip effect, just a small word Absolutely. here and there. And I think to your point, Simi, you know, rather than starting with numbers and volume, it's that changing a life at a time, a young girl at a time, yeah. get one through the door, get one over the line, um, and that's she true. can begin to do the same, um, that she has sinned. someone has demonstrated um, to her accordingly we're going to wrap the conversation up I've really enjoyed myself um, but before we do that I would love for you to both share a bit about your platforms if people want to connect with you yourselves either individually or with your platforms what's the best way that they can do that uh, whether that's social media LinkedIn feel free to plug.
1: Sure in terms of the Powerbase Foundation we do have a website so you can find us at powerbasefoundation.org which details all the work we do through our two initiatives, NACOTech Academy and the Power Queen. And then you can also find us on Instagram. So at nakatech Academy on Instagram at powerbase foundation and at Power Queens, and feel free to also stalk me on instagram and um that is at simi adidiji um s-i-m-i-a-b-e-d-e-j-i i always have to spell it out because you know you just assume everyone understands um <laughs> no, understands your language but yeah so that's how you can connect and then you can also connect from LinkedIn as well um or by searching simi or the powerbase foundation
0: fantastic and you kate In terms of um, Change
2: Ambassadors, you can connect with us on Instagram on our Change Agents. You can see all the works that we've been doing over the past few years, and the businesses that we've been supporting. So if you're looking to be supported in a business or anything like that, um, or just connect with someone in um, your field, and and you know get some advice in what you want to do next Um, please feel free to connect with us on our change ambassador um, on our change agent Um, you can also connect with myself on linkedin at kate k-a-t-e and surname is f-r-a-g-k-a-k-i and yeah so we can start a conversation
0: brilliant thank you so much for your time um really appreciate you speaking so passionately i'm inspired i don't know if i will sort of start a grassroots <laughs> movement just yet um but i think it's given me a lot of food for thought of where perhaps um finances can be channeled um to to begin to make impact in territories um that um i might not be uh, an immediate member of uh, but or communities but you know we're, we're a global community nonetheless um and if these things are happening uh, it's important that we support the best way we can